This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Hello there. How are you? It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. How are you doing? How are you making it in these times? I want to let you know that I'm doing amazing. This has been the first week for me where both of my children We're in person for in-school learning, and it was awesome. They love being in the company of real live people, and everything's going well. Their safety is being very much attended to, and it's been an amazing week for me to sort of step back more fully into my life. (laughs) So I am super grateful for this moment in time that we have and very appreciative. And I'm also appreciative of my husband. So he has been home a lot more the past couple of months. And I am just so grateful for him. He loves picking up the kids. He is like right there ready whenever I call in the mornings to get them ready and get everybody out the door. And it's just been so wonderful having his help at the level that I have been fortunate enough to have it these past couple of months. So Let me tell you though, right? (laughs) It's been amazing. And it's also shown me some things about myself. So he is the type of person who does not like a lot of clutter and he doesn't like a lot of things at all. Really, he is a very sort of utilitarian where he only buys things that he absolutely needs and that he uses frequently. I, on the other hand, am not like that. So he has taken it upon himself to create projects for himself around the house. And one of them, including decluttering some spaces in our home, some common spaces. And much of the quote-unquote clutter were things that I have allowed to accumulate. So we've had several days of this with little corners of the house. And what I have come to recognize about myself is how emotionally attached I am to some things. 
And what I found was that, you know, he would sort of lay everything out and just tell me, you know, like he would ask me to let him know what I wanted to keep, what could go away. And most times I was like, I want to keep it all. Like, we may need this down the road. You never know. Then I would get all sentimental with like who gave it to us when it was purchased, all these things. And I found myself having a hard time letting go. And what I realized, though, was that I wanted to keep things that were just taking up space and were not serving any productive purpose, like literally, like some plates that were cute that I never used. (laughs) Now, I did salvage them and I actually used one today and it was so fun for me to have like a muffin and my coffee on this really beautiful plate. But what I noticed is that there was a comfort around having these things and they felt necessary when they actually weren't. So I tell you all of that because Today, I'm going to be talking with you about letting go. This is by far one of the biggest issues and biggest challenges that couples face. There are things that happen over the course of being together, moments that sort of change the trajectory, change your experience of each other change your perception of each other that we have a very hard time letting go of. And inevitably, whenever I am working with an individual or working with a couple, there is something or a number of things that have happened in the past that they just can't let go of. And they're constantly bringing the issues from before into their present moment and continue to drag those things with them into the future. And it just slows them down and it prevents them from experiencing the type of marriage that they want. It prevents them from experiencing the closeness, the connection. It prevents them from enjoying spending time together. And so I think we all can identify with this story of decluttering, right? Whether you're the person who is fine decluttering and you're very happy and have an easy time letting go of things and knowing what to keep and what to throw away. Or if you're the type of person that would struggle with that, right? That would want to keep things and accumulate more things because it's comfortable or you might need it later. And I want you to think about this concept as it relates to your marriage right now and where you are in sort of decluttering or retaining things that have happened and continue to sort of let them be taking up the space between you and your husband. So I think there are certain things that are harder for most people to let go of. And I have found that they fall into 
like four main categories of things, right? So these are my observations and, you know, experiences doing this work for so long of what people have a really hard time letting go of. And they're not in any particular order. But the first that I'll mention is we have a hard time letting go when we feel like there has been a neglect of a deep need. As human beings, especially within a marriage, we want to know that our spouse is there for us when we need them. We want to know that we will have their support. We want to know that they will be our cheerleader or our big hug when we're sad and upset about something. And so when a deep emotional need is neglected, it creates this like imprint within you that is the sort of the message that is generated from that is you're not here when I need you. And this happens in a lot of different ways. I've had several people that I've encountered where maybe they had a miscarriage and the husband wasn't as emotionally supportive as they needed him to be, or he wasn't there. He just didn't show up in the way that they needed him to. Another example is maybe loss, right? Maybe you lost a friend or a close family member and you know your husband didn't know how to comfort you. Maybe you just experienced a personal disappointment. Maybe you were struggling with your own emotional health. Maybe you battled a little bit of depression or postpartum depression or just entered this space where you were down and it felt like your husband wasn't there to pick you up. That neglect of a deep emotional need, I find for many people is is a hard thing to let go of and to find a different perspective about and to forgive and truly move on from. So that's one. Another one is when there is a violation of an established expectation. And this, of course, happens in the case of betrayal of any sort, right? Where that's betrayal of maybe there were some text messages exchanged or an affair or an emotional affair or a betrayal and omission of information, right? There are plenty of people who get married and then learn something that they just had no idea was a part of the scenario. And that expectation of honesty, that expectation of loyalty, that expectation of fidelity has been violated. And it's one of those things that sort of puts you in, if there was such a thing as like emotional post-traumatic shock, where it in many cases is, you know, received emotionally as like a trauma, where it's like, no, this is what we agreed to. This is what was established. This is what we were both committed to. And you didn't follow through, right? You didn't see this through. And so it's very difficult for many people to let go of situations like that. A third category of experiences that is very hard is when there's an incongruence between 
who you thought your husband was and then who you discover that he is or an incongruence between what you thought you had and then what you actually have, right? And so this is where you sort of perceive your husband to be one way. Like, let's say you perceive him to be very family-oriented and you perceive while you're dating that he has an amazing relationship with his family. And so you're thinking like, yes, I'm getting a husband who's going to be so engaged and so present as a father and so you know, enthusiastic about doing all these things together as a family. And then you get married and he rather be watching Netflix and not doing anything with the family or in he's in the basement or in his man cave, really isolated and doing so many things on his own. So that is an incongruence, right? You thought you were getting one type of person and then it seems like he's way different than that. Another example of this that's often common is when you think the marriage is going well, when you are so happy and feeling like things are great, and then you learn he thinks it's horrible, right? That's an incongruence where you thought you had this firm and secure relationship, and then you learn maybe he was talking with someone else or entertaining text messages with someone else or looking outside of the marriage in some way. And so it just doesn't reconcile itself with what you thought you had. And that's one of those things that, again, puts you in like this emotional shock where you can't even make sense of it. And so when you can't even make sense of something, it's very hard to let it go, right? Your brain wants to be confused. Like, I can't put this down until I figure it out. And then the fourth experience I have seen that really creates difficulty for people letting things go is when over time there is an absence of things that he once did and now he's not doing them anymore, right? So like maybe when you were dating, he was writing you notes or giving you flowers or making conscious time to spend with you. Like maybe he planned date nights and now none of that is happening anymore. And it's sort of like you have version one and then you have version two and you're just like, what happened to those things? Like, why are those things not happening anymore? And again, this is an experience that creates some confusion where you don't even know what to do. You don't even understand like how things fell off track to be able to put them back together. So if any of these are your experiences, I want to just normalize it because I think sometimes we can get in a place where we beat ourselves up for not being able to just move on and let go of things. And when you can have sort of like an understanding of, why it might be hard for you to let go of um, these things and why you keep bringing them up and rehearsing them in your head, then it becomes so much easier to actually let them go. But when you're judging yourself about it or when you're trying to hurry yourself up, you're just creating resistance that makes the entire process so much more difficult. So 
What I want to share with you is that we're going to do part of this work together in this episode, and then we're going to do the remaining part of it in the next episode. And I've done it this way intentionally because I want you to approach this process of truly letting go from a place of both patience and curiosity. Patience because there is a reason you haven't let go of it. And we have to uncover what that is. And we have to be curious about really deeply understanding it, right? Like it's the difference between trying to just stop eating cake at night versus really understanding why you're eating cake in the first place. Because once you know the why you're doing it, then the stopping of it is so much easier. But we're trained and we're conditioned as a culture to just act and move on and solve for the thing we're doing without taking a step back and really understanding why we're doing it in the first place. And this is why I love marriage coaching because coaching is about understanding what is the thinking, what is the thought process, what is the mindset that's the root of this situation in the first place. So today what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to give you some questions that I want you to really give yourself permission to sit with, to wrestle with, and to just allow them to be in the space of your mind and to occupy space in your mind. I don't want you to listen to these questions passively. I don't want you to give sort of like a surface level look at them because the deeper you go, the 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 better able you're going to be to actually make the progress that you want. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to just bring to your own consciousness something you haven't let go of yet, something that you know, you think about regularly, something that you bring up regularly, something that you just carry with you in your heart as it relates to experiences with your husband, okay? What I want you to ask yourself when you look at this thing that you haven't let go of, I want you to ask yourself this question, what do I get out of holding on to this? What do I get out of holding on to this? And now your brain is going to want to do a couple of different things. It's going to want to like say nothing, nothing. I don't get anything out of it. That's why I want to let go of it. But I want you to like push through that and just really sit in patience and curiosity with this question. What do you get out of holding on to this? I will say One of the things, again, when we look at this disregard and neglect of a deep need, right, that usually forms the belief that, like, you're not here for me, and I'm not emotionally supported, and you're not emotionally responsive. And so if you ask yourself this question, what do I get out of holding on to this story that I am not emotionally supported? Some of the things you might come up with is I get to blame him. I get to be right that he should be doing this and then I get to blame him. 
And if you go a layer deeper, you might also see like, well, if I'm constantly blaming him, then what actually is happening is then I become a victim because I'm not getting what I need and I'm being treated wrongly and not supported. And so now I'm in the the victim and I'm in need, right? Like I'm the person in need here. And if I'm the person in need, then it's his responsibility to like meet that need. And so then I don't have to be responsible. I get to just sort of like request and request and demand and I don't have to do anything to soothe my own hurt. I just get to look at him about why he's wrong. And so if I'm looking at him thinking about why he's wrong, then I don't ever really have to look at myself. And I don't really have to look at like what could have been going on for him that he responded that way. And I just get to like stay in my story, right? So I want you to go like, that deeply. You could even take it a step further of, well, if my needs are never met emotionally, then I should just withdraw and keep to myself. And there's no point in really making intimate connection with him. There's no point in making intimate connection with my friends because at the end of the day, like no one's going to really support me the way that I need to. And I'm just going to be alone and people are always going to disappointment and they're always going to fall short. So I'm just not even going to bother. Take it that deeply. Because when you can really map out and see what is happening for you by holding on to this, then you can address those things. So if you have been blaming your husband and have become the victim of him, you're not in your power. And when you're not in your power, you just sort of like get to skate by and not do anything. And so when you can see that, like, yeah, I just get to sit in judgment and I don't have to do anything about it, right? Like knowing that about yourself is important because then you get to decide, is that how I want to be? Do I want to be a person who is the victim of someone else? so that I don't have to do anything. Maybe you do. And maybe that's why it's so hard to let go. But if you don't, then you can see that for what it is and then make your own decision about what to do. Okay? So that's the first question I want you to really sit with. What do I get out of holding on to this? And then the next thing is, I want you to ask yourself, how do you act When you think about this issue, how do you act? Are you mean? Are you withdrawn? Are you expecting him to fail you again? Are you pushing him away? Are you rejecting him? Are you judging him? I want you to think about what are the actions you take? How do you actually show up when this is an issue for you? When you bring it up, when you're thinking about it, when you're not letting it go, What impact does it have on your behavior? What impact does it have on your actions? What impact does it have on your temperament and your attitude and your mood and your response to him? Usually it either triggers you to withdraw or it might trigger you to aggress in some way, right? Not necessarily that you're flipping out, but maybe you're 
you know, a little bit rude and a little bit short and a little bit annoyed. Or maybe you just say nothing and you just shut down and you keep to yourself. Those are usually the extremes. Okay. The third question that I want you to ask is, what is it that I am sacrificing by holding on to this? So I want you again to just imagine that you have your hand open, right? Your hand is just, your arm is extended, your hand is open. And then I want you to close it into a tight fist. That's what's happening with this situation that you haven't let go of. You're literally holding your hand with a tight fist. And so whenever you're holding your hand with a tight fist, other things can't get in. Do you see that? I want you to literally do this. Like other things can't get in. Love can't get in. Connection can't get in. Intimacy can't get in. Vulnerability can't get in. Fun can't get in. Enjoyment, relaxation, ease, contentment, gratitude. Nothing can get in when you've gotten such a tight grip on this issue. And so I want you to really think about what is it that you are blocking by holding onto this? Because it's something. Something that you want in your relationship can't get in because you are still holding on to this thing. Okay? Those are the three questions. I really just want you to sit with them and come up with your answers. What do you get out of holding on to this thing? How do you act when you think about it? And what are you sacrificing? What are you making yourself unavailable for by holding on to it so tightly? So this is your homework for the week is to just sit with these questions and come up with your answers. And the deeper you go, the more you're going to have to bring with you for our next conversation next week. Because what we're going to be doing next week is we are going to be finding very specific strategies and things to focus on so that you can let go. But you have to do this work first. You have to see the deep impact and the reason why you haven't let go of it in the first place. This is an advanced concept here, but it is the thing that if you can get it will liberate you and help you to enjoy and love your marriage again. I am here to help you do this work. I invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. We will talk about what it is you're holding on to. We will talk about what it has been costing you. We will talk about what it is you want instead. And I will share with you a very detailed step-by-step process that I would work with you on to get you 
through this to get you letting go of whatever keeps holding you back from experiencing what you want to have in your marriage. You do not have to let the things of the past have this chokehold on you and your experience with your husband. There is freedom on the other side of doing this mindset work because it is only what's happening in your head that is keeping you where you are now. So I invite you again, reach out. You can go to my website, drshavon.com. There is a drop down box that says work with me. I'll include the link in the show notes as well, but take advantage of this opportunity to have my undivided attention on your specific issue, right? So do your homework, reach out to me for help, and then I'll meet you back here next week. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.